Hey, we're in week four of Advent, and if you haven't been here, Advent uh, means arrival. It means coming, where we've been looking at the... Um, people say I'm OCD, I'm a little bit anyway, so... Um, uh, we've been looking at the, the coming of Jesus, the, the, his, his original coming, and just um, for hundreds of years, there's been this lighting of candles to remember some things about Jesus and who he was and what it is that made it special about his coming. And today we're talking about peace. And usually when I preach, I don't, I don't, I don't like to go on rabbit trails, but I'm going to go on a rabbit trail to get to where I need to go. So you're going to have to hang with me for a second. I know you're going, if you're a guest, you're like, great. Anyway, but so... There are times when people ask me if the Bible can be trusted. There's times where, like they don't, they don't always like, like they'll, they'll say things like, "Do you really believe the Bible?" They say stuff like, "Do you really?" And like, I know they think because I'm a pastor, I think, "Well, yeah, I have to because I'm a pastor, I have to believe it." But anyway, that's not why I believe it. But they'll say things like that. And as a matter of fact, at one time, I, I, this woman had said to me, "Aren't they just made up stories? Aren't these just made up stories?" No, 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 they're not made up stories. This is real. And and I get that it's hard to, to grasp that sometimes. I do. I get that. You know, you're talking about supernatural. Anything supernatural is hard for me to grasp. But uh, there are reasons why I believe the Bible. There are reasons why I believe I believe that uh, history backs up the Bible. I believe that archaeology backs up the Bible. Uh, I believe that. Um, it is the most scrutinized book in the history of the world and never been found to have an error or a fault or a wrong. It's a mistake. It's, now, there's certainly some questionable things in the Bible. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying never been found to have some. Okay, here it is. This makes the Bible wrong. Think about it. Ever, ever. Nobody's ever. Name one. Name one. There's not. Creation. You're, oh, what about creation? Look, creation, the theory of God creating the earth is a very real theory there that, that you can get behind. So anyway, I don't want to get on that rabbit trail too long. But there's some subtle things, reasons why I believe the Bible too. That they're, 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 and the scale of why I believe, they're weak, but, they're the, but, but in my mind, the way I'm wired, they're strong. And one of them is found in Acts 2, I mean in Luke 2, uh, verses 41 through 44. That here we celebrate Jesus. We've been celebrating for the last several weeks. And can we get the air on? Y'all good with that? Anybody want some air? Anybody? Praise God. Yeah, it's okay, good. Get some air on. And look, it's my fault. I turned the heat on this morning. Anyway, so... Um, So they're celebrating Jesus. These angels have come. Angel comes to Joseph. You're gonna have you're gonna have a son. Hey, don't don't divorce Mary. Angel comes to Mary. You're gonna have a son. You're not even gonna, you're not, you know you're gonna get pregnant supernaturally and everything like that. Well, the, the, you got the, the shepherds and everything and all this going on. The angels come to them. The magi come and the star in the sky. All this is going on uh, for Jesus' birth and, and it is so great. They're they're giving gifts and everything and Mary treasures all these things in her heart. We've been looking at that every week. And then in Luke two forty one through forty four, here's this part. There's one reason why I believe the Bible because I would have never put this in there. It says that Mary and Joseph were going to a festival, and at this festival, they were celebrating, having a good time. Well, after the festival was over, they leave thinking that Jesus is in their midst, only to travel and realize he's not with them. Listen, they left Jesus. They lost Jesus. Now, I've got four kids. I got four kids. I got four kids. Every time we went somewhere, I never lost one. Praise God. Leslie would have killed me. I would. I never look. Every time we went somewhere, we got Marissa, we got Meredith, we got Michael. Got me. They they weren't even really supernatural. They are in some ways, but it's not like I had an angel come to me and have a kid. You would think that Mary and Joseph, when they went somewhere, that's the one thing they wouldn't lose. Where's Jesus? I don't know about the rest of them, but we're going to get Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, come up here. I mean, they, can you imagine? Can you imagine the prayer they prayed in that moment? Dear God. 
you know that kid you gave us? It's going to save the world. We're going to need another one. You know, <laughs> we don't know what happened to him. And then I bet she chewed Joseph out. Don't you? I bet he was like. <laughs> so all that to get to this point. That Jesus is our peace. And years ago, I saw this T-shirt. That said. K-N-O-W, no Jesus. K-N-O-W, no peace. And then underneath it, it said, N-O, Jesus. N-O, peace. And so that's where I want to go today. I want to look at Jesus being our peace. Jesus is a peace that was prophesied. One of the things that... uh, when you think about peace, uh, that, that it was prophesied, the scripture that Cam just read, and we actually read it in the first week as well, that one of the qualities that Jesus would have was that he would be the Prince of Peace. I'll show you the scripture. It says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And his government and, and its peace, it'll, it'll never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. His passionate commitment of the Lord of the Heaven's army will make this happen. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. Now here's the thing about peace. Peace is a, is a lot like money. It doesn't seem that valuable until you don't have any. That when you don't have any money, then money is very valuable. When you don't have peace, man, it's, it is super important. In the Jewish culture, the word for peace, it, it wasn't uh, an absence of chaos. It wasn't um, a lack of stress, elimination of stress. It was, uh, the word was, was shalom. The word was shalom. And it meant wholeness. It meant soundness. It meant peacefulness. It was, it, was, it was not circumstantial, the peace. And that they would use this term, the Jewish culture would use this term. They would, they would say shalom, and then they would say it back. And it was this, this blessing of peace that they would give to each other. And it was more than just this elimination of, of, of chaos in our lives, more than just the elimination of stress. It was this supernatural peace that came from God, no matter the circumstance, no matter your situation, no matter your state in life. And this is what was prophesied that Jesus would be. Jesus would be peace. He would be the supernatural peace, no matter what circumstance or situation we found ourselves in, that we could have peace. And again, that doesn't seem like that great a gift until you have no peace. And then peace seems like, man, I've got to have some. And Jesus prophesied that how this would, would, would play out in our lives, that when you accept Christ, when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, His Spirit comes to live inside of you. The Holy Spirit comes to, The Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God comes to live inside of you so that you can have peace 24-7. The Spirit of God is inside of you, uh, guiding you, teaching you. And the Scripture here Jesus gave us, and I want you to catch this. He says, I'm telling you these things while I'm with you, but when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that the Holy Spirit would be the representative of Jesus, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you. And I always remembered this part, I always remember this part, but I never remembered this part. And I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. 
And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid that he says, I'm giving a supernatural peace to you. Well, the second thing is this, is that peace was purchased. Jesus is the peace that was purchased. Now, do you ever, you ever purchased peace? We try, don't we? We get in a situation where we're like, man, i got to have a vacation. you ever do that? We look forward to that. What do we look forward to that vacation? Doing nothing. We, we look forward to like, I'm going to have some peace. I'm going to purchase some peace. Or I'm going I'm to go on vacation. I'm going to go to the beach. Or I'm going to go to the mountains. Or I'm going to go on a cruise. And we're thinking, man, I'm going I'm it, to eliminate stress from my life. I'm going to eliminate chaos. I'm going to go for peace here. And, and if you are a, a mother here, a young child, sometimes you have to purchase peace. You go in the bathroom and lock the door. You, and you know, y'all be careful out there. You know, I can't deal with this. Or, or you sit in the car. Sit in the car and turn up the music a little bit. I can't hear you. Going to have some peace no matter what. But the truth is that you can't purchase peace. You can try. You see, the world offers peace to us. It says that you can have peace if you had a better job, or if you got a newer house. Man, you would, you would, your life would be so peaceful; it'd be perfect. Or another car, or spouse. Or a different spouse. If you had better grades, get the good grades. You have peace. It's just going everything's going to lead to peace. And I'm not against any of those things. But you can't purchase peace because peace was purchased for you. It was purchased for you a long time ago. See, we celebrate the birth of a baby, being born. That Jesus was going to be born. It was supernatural. Everything I said it was. Angels, everything is just unbelievable. And he was going to grow up and think about this. He was going to grow up and he was going to live a sinless life. Live a sinless life. Now think about how hard that is. He's going to live a sinless, sinless life. And he was going to go and he was going to live and be here for one reason, one reason only. To purchase peace for you and I. That we could have peace with God and peace with each other. That you and I in our state, that, that, that we are sinful and we had to have peace purchased for it. It had to be made right. And in John, it gives us a glimpse of, of this, this shalom peace that had to be purchased for us. And I want to share this scripture right here. Jesus knew that his mission, his mission, his mission of, of purchasing peace, he knew, it was, he knew why he was coming, knew why he was here. It was, nothing was a surprise. His mission was now finished. This mission of purchasing peace for us. And he said, that to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty and a jar of sour wine was sitting there. And so they soaked it in a sponge in it and put it on a hyssop branch and they held it to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. I want to stop right here. In Jesus' day, you had Hebrew language and then they spoke Greek and then they had Aramaic. Jesus mainly spoke Aramaic. They had Hebrew. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. And then a lot of, of what they spoke was Aramaic. The phrase there, it is finished, a 
A lot of scholars believe that he spoke Aramaic there, and we know what he was saying. It is peaceful. I have purchased peace today. Now, for Jesus to purchase peace for us, it was going to mean a lack of peace for him. Your peace, my peace, was purchased on a cross. I want you to hear it. They pounded nails into his hands and feet. They mocked him. They beat him. They tortured him. You've heard me say this. I'll say it again because I don't want you to forget this. It is such a gruesome death that you wouldn't be able to watch it today. That if it was on TV, it would be banned. Because it was so cruel, so bloody, so gory. See, you and I could never purchase peace. A vacation's not going to, there's not enough houses in the world. Not enough cruises, not enough cars. That our peace had to be purchased for us. And it was purchased for us. Through Jesus Christ. Which leads me to the last part. I want to spend a little bit of time here. That Jesus is the peace we need. Jesus is the peace we need. You ever had a, a, a time in your life where you didn't have any peace about something? You ever have that? Sure you have. You've had, and sometimes it's really big stuff, and, and then sometimes it's little stuff. And I, I want to share a, a little thing uh, with me just, just to talk about that sometimes you just had these little things in your life that, that, that um, just cause you not to have peace. Well, anyway, it was VBS week this year. And this is, you're going to think this is ridiculous, but anyway, it's okay. I'm, I am ridiculous. And I lost my keys to the church. Lost my keys to the church, which is no big deal. You can make more keys, and, and I just didn't want to tell anybody I lost them because I'm prideful. Anyway, so didn't want Trey to know. Now he knows. So <laughs> couldn't find my keys, and so I'm thinking because it's VBS week. I mean, these kids, these kids stole my keys. You know how you do that? You always think whenever you lost something, somebody stole it. You do it, you do. You do it all the time. Somebody stole it. And then I'm accusing my assistant, Lee. Lee's my, my administrative assistant. I'm accusing her, and I've known Lee since high school. We've been, been friends since high school. And I said, hey, did you give my keys back, you know, when you borrowed them? She's like, you're ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> gave them back. Run circles around you in organization. Yes, I gave them back. But in my mind, I'm still thinking she didn't. You know how you do? Like, I bet she might have forgot. Couldn't find my keys. So I have this little angst about something, something so small, something so, so, so minuscule. You ever have something like that? Something, it's just like when you can't find the remote. You ever do that? I can't watch TV without the remote. I have to get up and do the channels. That's, we can't do that anymore. And the truth is, we all have situations and circumstances. Well, we just don't have any peace. We have no relational peace. We have no financial peace. We have fear, uncertainty, disillusionment, disappointment. But man, there's situations and times are that man, that is all honestly. Like, man, we would give anything to have peace. And I came across this scripture in John, chapter 20. And Jesus has been killed, just I talked about. Peace has been purchased. His disciples, man, they want to talk about disillusioned. You want to talk about disappointed. They followed him for three years. They thought he was going to be the Messiah. They watched him die. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. They were scared to death. Wouldn't you be? They killed the leader. They're going to probably kill the ones who follow. 
They were afraid because of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there, and look at what he says. Peace be with you. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands, in his side. And they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. And again he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, again, such a real part of Scripture that I love, one of, who was also called the twin. And he was called, you know why he was called the twin? Because he looked like Jesus. People thought he had a twin, but he looked like Jesus. They called him the twin because he looked like Jesus. Was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers in them and place my hand in the wound on his side. And Thomas just so full of doubt. He's like, man, I, you guys are whacked. And then eight days later, the disciples were together again. And at this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked. But suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. And he says, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side and don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. And then Jesus told him, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. So I want to ask you a couple of questions today. Do you have peace? Are you in a season of uncertainty? Are you eat up with doubt? Are you dealing with disappointment? Has the end of the year made you disillusioned? The answer that you're looking for to every part of your life that lacks peace is Jesus Christ. That He comes and He says, I am peace. I give peace. I am the peace that you need. You need me. You're never going to have peace without me. That you're going to search your whole life and you're never going to have peace without me. So I'm asking this question. Do you have Jesus Christ? Because to K-N-O-W, Jesus is the K-N-O-W, peace. N-O, Jesus. N-O, peace. You can't get it any other way. Well, this week, I was um, cleaning out my truck, and I'd always wondered what had happened to my keys. I'm serious. I know it's stupid. I know I always wonder what I was like, you know, I got, I had uh, got some keys, new keys made, but I always wonder what happened to my keys. I wonder what happened to them. So I'm cleaning out my truck. Jammed in between the passenger seat and the floorboard. I look down and go, there's my keys. It's closer than I ever dreamed. They were right there the whole time. Right there the whole time. They were right there. I got a little excited, y'all. 
And then I felt guilty about blaming Lee and these kids at the church. <laughs> I wonder if that's your story. That the key to your peace is closer than you think. That is found in a man named Jesus Christ. That it was prophesied that he would give supernatural peace. Listen, no matter the circumstance. No matter your situation. No, listen to me. No matter the chaos. No matter the disappointment. No matter how disillusioned you may be. The answer to your peace is Jesus Christ. And you know what he says to you today? He says, come. Peace be with you. I'll give you peace. You got a situation in your life, you're like, I'm unsure about this. He says, trust me. Give me a shot. Follow me. Believe in me. Watch what I do. I'll give peace that's supernatural. The whole world may be falling apart, but I'll hold you together. Because that's the peace that I give. So it's today the day that you need to receive Jesus Christ. To understand that he came into the world so that you could have peace. Or maybe today is the day that, man, you've got a situation in your life that you've got to turn over to him. That, man, you're just, it is eat up, you're eat up right now with a lack of peace. I want to look at one more scripture right here. If we could go back to the scripture, that's it. Luke 2, 13 and 14. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast hope, host of others. The armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I want you to hear this. That peace is for you. It's for you today. That Jesus gives us peace. And so, I'd like to end the message. The band's going to come up. We're going to stand and sing. Maybe you need to lay something down at the altar today. Maybe you, something's troubling you, something that you just don't have any peace and you need peace. The altar's open, but maybe you need prayer. I'm going to be down front. Stephanie's going to be down front. Maybe you need prayer and you want somebody to pray for you. Whatever's going on in your life, maybe today you need to accept Jesus Christ. Man, that would just be such a great Christmas gift to give to yourself that you're going to follow Christ, that you're going to have peace. And so I'm going to pray and we're going to stand and sing. And I pray that you come if you need to come. Father, we come to you. We thank you that you are the peace that we're looking for. You're the key to peace. We're not going to find it anywhere else. It's going to be offered to us in so many ways. So. But at the end, all those ways are just going to fall short. That you're the only one that can give peace supernaturally. You're the only one that can hold us together in the midst of the storms. And so, Lord, we come to you today asking for peace, believing that you give it. And, Lord, our desire for it. So move in our midst today, Lord. We love you. We thank you for this season. We thank you for coming into this world as a baby, but coming to make peace for us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you, would you come?